It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. If you're interested in passive real estate investing, but aren't sure how or where to get started, our passive investing guide walks you through the entire process from understanding the benefits to performing due diligence. Download your copy today at twosmartassets.com and start taking action. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, and this week we're bringing you another highlights episode where we're taking a look back at episodes on a specific topic that we feel is very important and can provide value to you and your real estate investing journey. Don't forget to leave us a rating and written review on iTunes and also subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. All right, let's dive into it with Yosef, Chris, Ashton and Logan. Hypothetically, let's say you already selected a market, right? Then now you got to network. Be active in investors groups like biggerpockets.com, you know, other Facebook groups or local meetups, et cetera. Uh, these days you could do it virtually. A lot of real estate meetups are virtually, right? Since it's COVID. And I mean, you can do it alone. But like I said, if, if you have all the resources and a great amount of luck, yeah, go for it. However, it's not a good idea. I think you need to find partners who have different strengths than yours first, right? Who share the same vision and strategies with you. If my strategies go after 30, 50 units, but you want to go after like only 10 units, obviously we're not going to work together. So for example, also you, you might be a number person and you can be the one underwriting the deals with Excel sheets. Well, uh, or you might be the boots on the ground to be a contact person to speak to a local brokers or, you know, checking out the properties, or you might be the one who is a good at capital raising. So the question is not only what value the potential partners bring to you, but also what value you can add to them. So you got to have that approach. You can, you can have as many partners, partners as you want, but I recommend a partner up with, you know, at least with some one experienced investor and one boots on the ground, like those three uh, lags are, I think, the core members. Uh, but you got to know what you are. Again, in my case, for example, I'm not a boots on the ground, obviously, right? I'm out of state investor. Um, I'm not, you know, I wasn't like a huge, like many, many years of experience uh, with syndications. So I had to, what I had to do is first analyze myself, try to see what I'm good at, and try and see how. I could add value to potential partners, right? And for me, like having a boots on the ground partner, it was critical because again, out of state, I gotta have someone I could rely on. So I started looking for uh, someone who could be a boots on the ground. Um, a lot of people told me that, you know, a lot of, you know, as you know, a lot of people are trying to make a, make a team. They're, they're trying to uh, form a partnership. Um, one thing I hear a lot was that when they find partners, some people come and they say, oh, I'll do whatever I, uh, what, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. 
if somebody says that, it's like creating more job for them because they yeah. now have to figure out like what you're good at and right. Um, I mean, it's good energy. You 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 know you're willing to do anything that's good. However, tell me like who you are, right? Who are you good at? So my approach was like, okay, I'm a lawyer. I could read all the uh, legal documents. Uh, I'm uh, also I could I could renegotiate the, the service contractor's terms, right, and save money that way. Uh, I could review the PSA, you know, some simple legal documents I could I could create myself. So overall, we're gonna significantly reduce uh, the attorney fees, and also um, I could structure the business. Uh, you know, I live in New York, so I could work as like a capital raiser. So I, I, you know, actually I delineated all these things and then I put myself out there. Okay. Is there anyone who can be my boots on the ground? And luckily, um, there was a great guy uh, who approached to me. We met through a mentorship group and then we started talking and he said, that's exactly what I need. Right. And he was a boots on the ground. He wanted to focus on the tenant relationship, you know, local uh, businesses. So our interest just clicked. And we had another uh, partner who's from California who could be uh, another capital raiser. So like overall, our team is, I think, very strong at this, at this point. So that's the core team. And I also call another secondary team uh, those are, um, you know, like real estate, local real estate brokers, property managers and lenders and third members. You can further get referrals from this secondary team members, such as title companies, home inspectors, et cetera. So there's a tier. I, I think most important thing is you, you got to create the core member first. I want to I want to just add about the importance of having mastermind group here. Uh, I mean, going to. Something like going to bigger pockets and being part of like a Facebook groups is also good, but like being closely connected with like-minded people and having like an accountability group is is absolutely critical because this this is a long journey. You're not gonna it's it's not like an overnight being a rich quick kind of scheme, right? It's mm-hmm. we were thinking about five years, seven years, ten years, and slowly for for surely though. Um, so there is a marathon, so it's, it's critical to have people around you, especially like-minded who can support you, who can share the idea of being an investor, multifamily, uh, it's critical. And because that, I think you better have a mentor and having a mentor tremendously, uh, lowered my learning curve here and being in this, this type of mastermind group or bigger pockets. The networking is more organic. Uh, um, what I mean by that is, is, we don't have to convince, like, why multifamily is good. Like, mm-hmm. like just like Chris, Daniel, as soon as we met, we could talk about multifamily. Absolutely. It's, it's that organic because this is like-minded people. And therefore, the networking is more quick. It doesn't mean that it's shallow, right? But since these are filtered group of people, they connect like boom organically and all oh, you need that kind of people. I know this guy, hold on, let me, let me text him and I could connect you guys right there. That's actually what I'm doing and what I'm being done to. So uh, being in a uh, mastermind group or 
group of like-minded people is absolutely critical. Uh, in terms of your guys' acceleration and your progress, you, know, you guys said you started this in 2018. I mean, just a few short years later, you're already doing a, a very large syndication. What is, can you just pinpoint some of the things that really helped you accelerate your progress through that? You know, do you guys have mentorships? What sort of educational resources did you guys use to really push you along so fast? I think there's a bunch of things that we could talk about. Um, I think first and foremost is partnerships. So when Chris and I decided to partner, you, you know, it kind of goes like this, right? You have a perception of what you think you can do. You take action according to that perception. You get results from that, from that action that you take. And then it changes your perception. Then it changes what you think you can do. And you just keep going in this circle, right? And so it's a lot slower when you do it by yourself. But when you come in and you do that with somebody else, uh, or multiple people, like that's happening the, the whole time. Everybody is changing their perception of what they're capable of. And um, when you start to leverage other people's experiences, all of a sudden you're like, well, shoot, I don't need to know how to rehab a property. I just need to know who to talk to, right? Or I don't need to know ha- have to know how to manage a property. I just need to know how to talk to or who to talk to to get that done, right? And who do I want to work with? And that's where we we excelled. The other thing I think, you know, Chris and I, I always say this, I think we're very competitive in that sense. So like when he would he would have a, find a good property, I'd go find a good property. So it just, or when he'd analyze a property, I go analyze a property. So it was just like this constant, you know, feeding of the machine and it just kept growing and growing. And then, you know, I've always been that, I've always been all gas myself. I've always been about let's go, go, go. And, and Chris is very detail oriented, which helps because it mitigates a lot of the, um, risk of having somebody like that on your team. <laughs> um, and, but you know, that's what happened. He would read a book. I'd read a book and then it would be like, Hey, I learned this. We need to do this. And Hey, we should try this. We should talk to these people. And it just, and it just kind of snowballed. And then, and I'm kind of, you know, broad stroking everything and big picture in it, but, and that's kind of what I do. I'm big picture like that, but, um, it came down to partnerships. It came down to Leveraging each other's personality traits, leveraging each other's skills, and you know, then leveraging other people as well to help grow our business. Chris, you care to add to that? I think. Um, yeah. yeah no, that that's really it. I mean, we were constantly evaluating where we were weak, and then we were finding um, partners or partnerships or teams or experts to to counterbalance there. And um, we, as far as mentorships, you know, we. We examined a lot. You know, we see a lot of benefit to people going through the the mentorships and, and getting access to those networks, those systems. And we constantly couldn't find one we aligned with. So we really, you know, we focused a lot on the the books and the podcasts. We went to a couple events, um, you know, and we joined a lot of networking, a lot of meetups, a lot of uh, kind of our own networking style. We created our own meetup, and through that, we met partners that, as we voiced what we were doing aligned with what we were doing and we found, you know, similar values and similar structures and that's how we scaled. But, um, you know, whether you invest passively in someone's deal and you learn and you're moving with them, you actively grind through it yourself or you buy into a mentorship. Those are kind of like the three ways that I see to get into syndication. Um, none of them is wrong. It's whichever's wrong or whichever's best for you. Uh, sometimes, you know, I wish we had done one or the other a little sooner or a little later, but um, it, it's worked out for us in this regard to just do it through partners. Yeah, and I think that's huge, you know, because a lot of people do, you know, they might jump into this thing and immediately be like, hey, we know people who are getting mentors and all this stuff. But like you said earlier, you know, 
these things aren't cheap and you're going to, you're going to spend, you know, 20 up to $50,000 on a mentor. And if you're, you aren't aligned with that mentor, you're just going to blow $50,000. You know, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of how I think about it. And I think we're on the same page with that. The one thing I do want to talk about that you guys brought up was, you know, partnering. And obviously this is so important and, and being with the right people is just critical to success, right? Cause if you can go partner with anybody, but if it's not a match, you can spin your wheels and waste a lot of time. The, the one thing that I think a lot of people that I talk to kind of get hung up on is determining whose role is what, you know, say I evaluate myself. I know what skills I can do, but how do I know what's going to complement that? You know, did you guys know, I mean, obviously you guys are brothers, so you know each other very well. Um, but in terms of anybody else, do you actually go in and like, say, assess them for being part of your team? What are you looking for in terms of that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'll go back to what helped us build our business itself. Um, Chris mentioned books. We inhale books like nobody else that I know of. So uh, Traction was a huge um, influence on our business. The book Traction by Gino Wickman. And then also doing personality tests like the DISC personality just to know where people fit best, right? So when we hire people and before when we, even when we hired, we did this to with each other. It was just like, Hey, maybe you hate an, analyzing properties because you're this type of personality, you know, and, and it's absolutely right. Um, and I'm not, to, not to say, I'm not trying to like say all personality tests are created equal, but there's some, I think the disc is pretty good for like business, but yeah, those two are the big or big influence on deciding roles at the beginning. And, um, you know, the more you get to know Chris and I, you'll see if you don't have somebody like Chris on your team, you need to get somebody because he does. He is really uh, good with the details, really good at the systems, systematizing everything, um, checks and balances to make sure that you're following the same process over and over. Whereas I'm more like trial and error, you know, so I'm not, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just go like, yeah, let's figure it out. I'm going to jump and we're going to build this parachute on the way down, which is good in one sense, because if you look at, and, you know, if you're an integrator, that's what they call someone like Chris. And I feel like I'm talking like he's not here, but he's absolutely here. You've had this conversation multiple times. But if you people like Chris, he'll analyze things for a long time because he wants to know all the details about it, which is good. But at the same time, at some point, you need somebody to push the pedal down and we need to go. And same thing for me. Otherwise, I've made a ton of mistakes. So when you read that book, Traction, if you ever read it, that's what they talk about, a visionary and an integrator. And every major, every, every great business um, out there from Disney to, to, you know, Microsoft to Ford Motors, all that, they all had those. And, um, that's what made some of them so successful as you had some guy out there just like, let's go. And this is my idea. How are we going to do this? And the other guy's like, this is how we're going to do it. We're not going to try all those ideas. Cause you have 20 ideas today, but only two of them are good. You know what I mean? He's going to refine that. And that's what Chris does. A lot of times I hear no from him a lot. So, but then, but then after that, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that went into building uh, the team. It was, it was a lot of um, following the traction model, getting personality tests um, and leveraging people's like their personality as well as their experience and then what they want to do. Right. And the first two hires were our wives. So they, they quit their full-time jobs to come on as operations manager um, and financial managing finances. And they've excelled at it. Um, not to say that, you know, everything's been perfect, but, um, what did I miss Chris? I'm, yeah, no, that's it. I mean, when you're looking at a deal, when you're looking at a team that needs to take down a deal or a team that needs to run a business, 
you know, you can define free to focus by Michael Hyatt's another great book, but basically it allows you to define what role you want to play by what is your passion? What are you good at? Um, and, and those two scenarios. So, you know, if you, you really enjoy something or if you're really good in it, those are kind of where you want to align most. And sometimes you'll find you need to wear multiple hats in different teams and that's okay. But the team will shift and change as it goes on. If you're doing syndication, what we found is, you know, there's like five different main roles, whether it's acquisitions, asset management, deal flow, um, financing, underwriting, you know, so you get all these different roles and you go, okay, what does our business do well at? What does our company do good at? Or what do I do good at if you are the company? And then if you don't have the other four roles, go find other people that are good at that. And that's kind of how we did it. We analyzed what we enjoy and what we're good at. And then in our specific company, we filled those roles with people who were, what, who were good at certain roles or enjoyed those roles. And if we didn't have, if we had empty roles, we filled them. And then we filled as a company that role into another bigger deal structure. So it was the same kind of process. What do you guys focus on, on today? What's, what's going on? What's that look like? Yeah, so magnitude in multitude, right? I talk a lot about this on the Compression Podcast, but one of the things that you can do in, in a mental model to think through when you're, you're trying to build something is you can either be really focused on magnitude, meaning, you know, hey, I'm only selling a widget that's a million dollars or multitude. I'm selling a widget that's, you know, 10 cents, right? You know, think about million dollars, hey, commercial real estate or, you know, 10 cents, a pencil, right? So I wanted to see how can I blend both of those together? And so I needed scalability. So what I wanted to do was build a business that you could actually put people inside of that business and leverage their knowledge, leverage technology, and capital to actually grow that business. And so what we're focused on now is doing large scale multifamily projects. And we have built a team, an operational team to support uh, the business plans that we're implementing on those. But at the same time, I am really focused on building my people up, right? As much reading and, and experience and knowledge that I have, I'm packaging that up in a, in a nice little bundle for people to grab onto what they need, just depending on where they're at in their own journey. Because leverage of using people is the oldest form of leverage. It's not the most scalable, but in our business with tangible real estate assets, it is very important to have good people in the right seats driving that bus, you know? And so making sure that I'm building and pouring back into the A players that we have hired, which is, you know, close to 10 people now that we have full time in our business is, is creating the ROI for us to say, okay, now I get to operate in my sweet spot. Well, what is that? It's, it's capital, it's deals, you know, pairing those two things together. And I get to pour back into those folks that are maybe handling some of the stuff that I used to be accounting, operations, acquisitions, you know, all of those different things, investor relations, all of those different things that are extremely important to a business like ours. I can put people in those right seats, pour into them, and then watch them grow is very exciting for me. And I'm, I'm seeing a huge ROI on that. And so that's what I'm focused on right now is really building a team that can scale to a billion dollars of assets under management. And I know a lot of people throw the big B word out there, but it is not easy to get through. But guess what? The hardest part is getting to that first hundred million. That is where most people fail. Nine out of 10 small businesses in the United States fail. Darren Hardy taught me that in the compound effect and the entrepreneur's roller coaster book. And uh, I took that to heart. 
I said, okay, the first three to five years are going to be really tough, but we're going to embrace that grind. And we're going to say, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, it's going to be tough. But after you get a hundred million dollars, now you're having different conversations. Now you have a staff. Now you have people. Now you have people that are saying, oh my gosh, these guys are real. They have a track record. They, they're not going anywhere. And then those conversations change going from a hundred to 500 is one leap, obviously going from 500 to a, a billion is another leap. But all of, along that you have to continue to level up. So that's what we're kind of focused on right now, scaling a team and putting people in the, in the right places to make sure that we can manage, we can, we can obviously scale uh, and we don't have to stop and fix a part of our business because early on it was just three guys doing the thing, you know, and it was like, okay, we're going to go find deals. Okay. Now we got to stop and raise money. Okay. Now we're going to go find deals. Now that whole machine is working all at the same time. And that's why you see some of the scalability that you're seeing on LinkedIn and the social media. It's not because one guy's sitting here doing everything. It's because I've able to put people in the right places to allow us to continue to, to build this machine that works without us having to be in it every single day. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, Connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.